What's up, everybody? Welcome to Pillow Talk Moments with the Mobiles. I am that dude, Johnny Mobley Jr. Hey, and I'm his wife, Deidre. And we are something like an ordinary couple. With extraordinary purpose. Get your mind right. Greetings, salutations, accolades, and blessings. Oh, get your mind right. Great evening, right. great morning, great night, great noonday. Oh, get your mind. Why you stop? Oh, because you were looking at me like, Mm-mm. if you don't joke, if you don't stop. <clears throat> I'm looking for the... Uh... The, did you find the topic? I found it. You don't, you don't know where it's at? It's right here. You ain't got I your notes? I sent it to you. I had sent it, sent it to but you. But do you have your notes? I always got my notes. Well, pull them up. What? Pull up to the bumper, baby. You ain't singing with me? I don't now? remember that song that well. You don't? That mean you were supposed to pull up to my bumper? Yeah, I pull up to your bumper, baby. Oh. I pull up to your bumper, baby. Is my mic all right? Yes? You know we live right now. I feel like singing. Do you? But we got stuff to do tonight, so. Okay. I didn't know if you had something in your heart. I keep a song That was overflowing. Because Jameson told me that I was alive when he came in the door, and I ain't even repeat it. Let the spirit use. Let them use. I'm not playing with you. How was your day? Let them use you. Whoa, let them use you. You are so crazy. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You ain't like, get up that day. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> you said, I can't. <laughs> I should have started a little lower. I should have started a little lower. You know, you did all right to go up that high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you say you just say the first part. You mm-hmm. don't say the whole word. Mm-hmm. You don't say G's. You say G's. G's. Yeah. G's. And then pull back from the mic. G's. And then you. Jesus, Jesus, G's. That's far as you go. Y'all, this man set the atmosphere for me this morning when I got up out of my bed, y'all. Oh. Normally, we sleep with the rain on. And the scriptures. But he got up this morning. Well, we did. We did. Yeah. And then we got up this morning and he turned on. Uh, and we hadn't listened to that in, in a while. We we play, we normally put our prayer. worship music on. Yeah. But uh, he got up and put on the Cindy Trim prayers this morning, y'all. And uh, I turned the, because we had, uh, we CNN. were in the bathroom, but we had CNN on in the room. <laughs> And so I went in the, out of the bathroom and turned the CNN off on the TV completely because I didn't need no other voices competing with her. And uh, it it completely set my morning up real nice. Well, it's just, I woke up this morning and I didn't feel bad, but I couldn't, I couldn't voice that I felt good. I didn't know how I felt. Mm-hmm. So when I feel like that, I feel when I feel like that, mm-hmm. I have the power to direct that. Yeah. So instead of allowing it to just fall where it may, mm-hmm. I turn on some that's going to feed it and direct it. So you was a part of that. Well, so. I'm glad you did that this morning, sir, because I normally, uh, I normally, uh, well, you normally already, you get up before me, so you will have the worship music on already because yeah. I'll, you know, turn my phone on, but. Um, that it started the day off too, and and it turned out to be an amazing day. Yeah. 
Um, so I've been a little, you know, kind of a little weepy all day. Not a bad Cry. weepy, but, you know, mm. just grateful. Mm. And then a, uh, our insurance rep for the company that comes in and to see if anybody want to add life insurance or anything like that. She came today and we always have a great conversation. Mm. And she was talking about Jesus. And you were and weeping she, again. she's leading a singles ministry at her church. Really? And we just, ooh, I, I wasn't a weepy mess, but I was this close. I think we both were. And so I was like, okay, well, go ahead now. Because so, you know before what? we be in here crying. We need to here, talk to her. Before we be in here crying, she. Um, we need to talk to her. She, if, she, if, she's, been, if she's been led to do that, uh, a single. Oh, it's already started at, her, at yeah. the ministry that she's a part we of. Might need to, we might need and to it's get a, her. It's a big ministry. And so she was just saying how. She didn't realize, you know, why she was in the position that she was in, you know, as far as um, being, uh, you know, a single parent for like, I think maybe 11, 12 years. Yeah. And she didn't realize why God had her in that place because she did does desire to be married again. But she was like, this is why. Yeah. And so, you know, that's all I was. I was there. It was just bubbling over. Mm. And so we was just, yeah, we was in there talking about the goodness of the Lord. And I, you know, checked on my insurance that I have through them as well because I have some on us through that. Yeah. So she was giving so me a, some yeah. some extra information about what was going on. But it's always good when you can um, talk about the goodness of the Lord and, you know, so the Lord is doing some things for um, it's good when you can rejoice in the Lord when he's doing something for you but when he does it for your family, when he does it for your friends. Yeah. Oh, I was a weepy mess, y'all. It don't take much for earlier. Me. It, it don't take much for me, y'all. It don't take much. Well, not when I was talking to Miss Julie, but like before and after I called you. Yeah. To tell you, thank you for putting that on because you know, although we pray, it's like this morning. That's what needed to be specifically done. Yeah. And some sometimes you don't know what you need until. You, until it shows until up. Until it, yeah, until it shows up. And so yeah. that's what I needed. Let's see. Go on ahead now. Rebecca. I, hear, I see it on the side right there. <laughs> I see it on the side right there. Do we need to take a praise break? We all right? You okay, babe? Mm. You always do this, but we ain't got no tissue in the studio. Need me to go grab you something right Mm-mm. quick? You sure? James, it look like if he had a piano right now, boy, he'll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you sure? Because you can't sit here and just wipe your eyes. I eye. know, right? I'm gonna drink this water. What you the started water? It. What you mean? Mm-mm. You gonna be all right? What are we supposed to be talking about? <sighs> We was talking. We was going to be talking about it. We need to take a break. We need to take a break. Y'all, we going to take a break. Patreons, y'all can be a part of this. But y'all, we going to take a break for a little minute. Please pay attention to the... the just hold, hold yourself up. All right, Mo, I'm going to get you some tissue. You ain't looking like you're going to make it. You need to step out? You give me some tissue. I get some tissue, basically. I get some tissue. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus. sometime man when you just don't you just gotta take take charge of the atmosphere so that's all I did this morning baby sometimes you wake up and you think uh, you wake up in your right mind but then other times you just got to when you don't know what direction when you in that middle part when you when you don't feel you don't know if you feel great this morning, but you don't know how you feel, and then things begin to happen, and then you know it's easy to go one way or the other. So. And I know why you do what you do. I, yeah. I know why. Of course, you know. And we've been we've been it, we don't pick. It's just I think like a. <clears throat> and we don't start a back you know counseling pretty regular now so you know when you when you're doing that type of work we just got to make sure our marriage covered that's all no i mean but it's nothing bad it's nothing yeah, wrong i'm just i'm just you know it's you know you 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 talk to people And when you're able to talk to somebody who is passionate about God, you mm. know, and you live life from day to day just appreciating, yeah. like just being grateful. So it's like, you know, ain't like we, you know, got no million dollar sponsorship yet or, you know, no contracts yet. But it's just you, it's just day by day I've been intentionally focusing on being grateful to God and like telling him how grateful I am. Yeah. And so to come in contact with people. Uh Okay. Just to come in you contact. You want me to go take them out? Will you just check it? I can check it. Just, just to make, you know, just to come into contact with people who are as passionate about living for God, trying to live for God. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, this is just bubbling up from, from basically all week and, yeah. and probably last week, you know, with, with just... It's just everything, and it's good stuff, y'all. I ain't, it, these ain't. It's good stuff, is These it? ain't. Y'all, hold on. These ain't. 
sad tears. They're tears of joy and gratefulness um, because God is good. And so I, I recognize that it's because of him that we live, we move, we have our being, we everything. We're nothing without him. And so I've been, I've been intentionally being grateful and asking him to draw near to me as I draw near to him, you know, yeah. and seeing him, you know, bless your friends and your family and our children. Yeah. Sometimes it ain't no words to say. I'm just saying, I knew you gonna do a praise break. I'd have had Jay bring a little, a little piano or something, add some drum work or something. <laughs> yeah. It man, look there, bro. I just like I said, I know it be mornings I wake up, man, and I just don't, I just. I, I want to wake up feeling good and great and all that. I, that's why we we go to sleep and we prepare the atmosphere when we sleep in the way we do. So, but sometimes you get up, man, and you don't. I mean, I just don't don't be knowing how to feel, know which direction to go. You know, I don't feel too tired. I'm, you know, in the middle place, so that's you know, got to command your atmosphere. So. And then sometimes I'm, I'm just glad, you know, it's other people out there, man, that that put tools out there that we can use that are good tools. Because sometimes, you know, although we got a relationship with God and I, I sometimes I don't know what to say. You know what I'm saying? I say, thank you, Jesus. Sometimes I don't know what to say, but I can put something on and they can charge the atmosphere. Yeah. So. Yeah. By the time I got to work, boy, it was I was. I was good. I was good, man. So, uh-huh. man, you got to get back on the chop it up. What done? What done? Lord, she talking about old Jesus. We still Patreon still on? We all right? I heard you say old Jesus, so I thought something was... Okay. Hey, y'all, I'm all right. (laughs) That's a a classic... uh, just a classic um, example of we used to laugh and tell people, oh, be careful what prayers you pray. Be careful what worship music you listen to. Be careful of, you know, what you be saying because uh, the Holy Spirit will sweep in and overtake you. Yeah. Um, so that's what that was. But I am well. There's absolutely nothing wrong. That means that's a everything is right cry. Because God is God. He is. All by himself. He's a good God. Amen. 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 And so we can get started. Um, Coupled with the fact that I spoke to a lady today. 
who is going to write a book. And I called to set up a consultation with her. And she was a pastor's. Thank you. She was a pastor. She ended up being. That's the tissue from the yeah. from the toilet tissue. She ended up being. Uh -oh. It's off? Yeah. Thank you. She ended up being a pastor's assistant. So we on the phone. She's telling me. I told her where I finished, where I wrote my co-author project at in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. And she said, you better be on here confirming what the Lord already told me. She lived in Detroit. And she said she couldn't finish her manuscript there. She knew she needed to get to a different Leave. place. Yeah. And I told her what you told me. And that we, we, we went to Jacksonville that weekend. And, and she said she had a girlfriend who lives in Jacksonville. She and the girlfriend go. been told, telling her, you need to come down here. You can write down here. Mm -hmm. And she said, if you ain't just confirm that for me. I said, well, and I'm going to Jacksonville this weekend, and I got a manuscript I got to finish. Yeah. And I'm going to do it there. And she said, you confirmed something. So I'm just, y'all, I'm just telling y'all, seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all other things will be added, Matthew 6, 33. So that's what we're doing. Amen. All right, come on, let's, let's knock this out. I'm sorry. What, what we supposed to do after that? Right. <laughs> Tell me, let's knock this out. What we supposed to sorry. do after that? The doors oh. of the church is open. Uh. All right, y'all. So last week we talked about something that I didn't really know. I did know. So last week we talked about part one was recognizing when your husband midlife, your husband's midlife struggles, recognizing your husband's midlife struggles. Uh -huh. So basically they saying men have midlife crisis, midlife struggles, struggles. Yeah. Not crisis. Yeah. Cause all these are fixable. They doable. So we talked about, um, what happens when it when it does happen, uh, realizing yeah. the stereotypes of, you know, how men recognize the stereotypes of the different things that be on TV and sometimes around you of how certain men react, respond to certain things. And, you know, it's, it's kind of, well, I ain't going to say it's not real, but everyday man who works, who you know, does what he do, um, but it's not focused on life who gets stuck in a career um, mm -hmm. that he maybe not, he not, he does not want to be in, but he don't know who he really is or his identity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those things can happen and you stuck in a career for 20 years and you still don't feel like you accomplished nothing inside in inside so you have midlife crisis you got men who don't know what they want to do and they moving forward um they just live in life and before you know it bam they you know 45 mm -hmm. 50 55 mm -hmm. so it gets tough because now you got kids who you know graduated from high school graduated from college possibly um you having grandkids you know, and you looking at your life and you don't feel like you've done nothing. You don't feel like you move forward. You don't feel like you accomplished nothing. Mm -hmm. So 
So in part one, we went over all the things that could lead up to that. Yeah. Um, and how, um, and we really want y'all to go and check out part one because um, it was a lot of good information. And of course, we, you know, this one is going to require. Uh, this this one has a lot of good information in it as well. Yeah. Um. And so we want to give it to you all, so you all shoot, so you all will have the information. What do we um, stop at, babe? Again, uh, we we went over um, what what the midlife struggle was, um, and in the different questions that you start asking yourself as his wife, why is he doing this, doing that? Um, different habits are changing and stuff like that, and that's what has is leading him to you know, these midlife struggles to, to occur and it's, you know, things are taken in by surprise and, um, you know, just, so just different things where you notice that things about him are changing. And again, that's a lot of the stuff that we went over in part one, but on, um, the part two, we, we, we left off where we, um, started talking about the unwelcome feelings that can overtake the man, yeah. the middle-aged man. Okay, and so it was saying like to the wife, it can seem like he's a little restless sometimes, a little angry sometimes. Um, his, uh, you know, just he he is now just acting strange, acting different from he, how he used to act, and it was just letting us know that um, under all of these different things, emotions, and, and from from sad to happy to angry yeah. to confused and stuff like that. Um, is saying that he's probably dealing with some of these emotions that are common. Um, these are some troubling emotions that are common when these midlife stri- struggles happen in, in, in your man's life, or if this just is a single man, um, in your life as a guy and it's saying, um, he may be dissatisfied, you know what I'm saying? That's the part of, you know, being, um, discontent. Yeah. Not maybe not knowing why. But knowing that something just doesn't feel right, he's bored or, like I said, unhappy, you yeah. know, sad, angry, different feelings or whatever. Um, uh, he begins to feel suffocated, um, thinking, you know, to the point to where um, after years of ignoring his own dreams and desires and different things like that to try to provide for his family, um you know, he now it's a greater level of frustration Yeah, that, you know, he's never had the opportunity to pursue the things that he's want. He wanted to do because he was sacrificing for the kids or you as his wife. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where it says like a feeling of suffocation. And I can remember there was a time when I don't know that I knew maybe that this is what was going on, but it seemed to be something that was going on with you. Um, you know, there, there were things that maybe you wanted to do. Um, and you know, I remember us having a conversation where you was like, you work hard, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you work hard and you want to be able to do things and blase, blase, blase on and on. Yeah. That's, that's y'all got to go back in the beginning. (laughs) Right. Before we had video. That's what the, that's what the meat that we actually did so yeah that was yeah but that for me saying that that wasn't i was saying that i work hard so i should be able to go out here and do what i want to do you know purchase something do whatever without you know coming and having to you know ask permission or make a decision together then just let me make the decision but that wasn't 
what it it was. I yeah. I needed something more, but I didn't know what it was. Uh-huh. So I I I, I craved something more, but I didn't know what it was. And that was the inner me, that purpose and identity wanting to catch fire, but I wasn't doing the things that I needed to do to help help that happen, to make the catalyst happen. So mm-hmm. Yeah. It goes on to say that uh the man may feel the 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 man may feel discouraged. Um, another one of the emotion, emotions or feelings that they're talking about. Yeah. Um, it says this, the mismatch between the lofty goals he had in his younger years compared to what he's actually achieved to date um, may chip away at his self-esteem, um, disappointed in himself. And then he starts seeing like, well, I think you said this one time last week when we were talking about the first part of this, this one in part one, you were like, then he starts to compare what he thinks that he should have done, you know, at this age, now that he's 50 or 45 or whatever, you know, is this all that I've accomplished? I haven't accomplished much. You know, what have I been doing with myself or whatever? And so you start, he starts feeling um, you know, discouraged in himself and then that bleeds on to thinking that if I'm feeling like this now, my wife is feeling like this. Yeah, you know. Um, what what so, was I? What did I say last week? What, what was the said, phrase I kept saying? Um, it's not too late. It's not. Who told you it was too late? Yeah, or it's not too late. Who told you it was too late? Who yeah. told you? Who told you it was too late? Yeah. Nobody told yeah. you. Just like yeah. a lot of people. Just like nobody told you that where you are in life that you can't start from that point. It's just. Yeah, once you get it, you get it. Your process is your process. Yeah. So whenever you get it and it catch fire, then move with that. Yeah. You just have to move with that. The enemy is a dumbass, man. The distraction that the enemy do, he's it's like he's a genius. He's a genius because how he does it, he have you in a spot for fifty years, mm-hmm. and then when you finally figured out what this, you should have been doing more, then he puts you in another spot. Now you're the victim. Now you don't. How can you do it? You don't wait it too late, and all that stuff is just it's a distraction. Whatever it is, do it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah, and then we it 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 went on further to say um, there's there a feeling of apprehensiveness. Yeah, um, it says the prospect the the prospect of a decline in his sexual performance in the years ahead fills him with dread. Um, if if he doesn't know, um, hasn't hasn't talked to his physician about it, um, you know, you he, he can start to think. Um, this is it. This is it. Um, you know, my wife is not gonna be interested in me anymore. She gonna go look for, you know, a younger guy that can a young perform. tender. Right, 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 right. Um, or you know, now and then that thinking, if you don't get out of it, or if he doesn't get out of it, it leads him to think, okay, well now I'm getting older, so you know, um, they're probably gonna. This even talks about uh, old age will flag him for the next round of layoffs. So you yeah. got all that stuff, you know, going on in your going head. Going on in your head, like how I would, I guess I would too. too I too would be like, oh lord, that's a whole lot of feelings going on at one time. Like yeah. I say, especially if you sit in that and don't talk to your spouse about it or talk to you know a uh, 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 a friend about it. A uh, uh, should I say a mature friend, a knowledgeable. A friend about it. Who wise counsel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Wise, wise counsel. counsel. So the apprehension, it gets you to a place when you're thinking about all this. And then some men actually, you know, they say, okay, all right, 
They snap out of it. Let's get out of this. All right, I, I'm better than this. Let's get to moving. Get to moving. Then you try to do everything at one time. Then you become overwhelmed. And that's the next one. Yeah. The carefree days he was hoping to glimpse just ahead seemed more out of reach than ever. So you've been doing some things throughout the years, but you just never really been consistent with it, never really moved all the way through it, never went, went through the progress, the whole process. So now that you get it, okay, I got to get moving. You got to remember, it's 50 years you've been doing whatever you was doing and wasn't focused on this. So it's going to take time. So you're going to have to calm down, write it down, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and make it plain. That's it. That's it. You're going to have to write it down, make a plan, structure it, and go through and knock them down one by one. You can't do it all at one time. And some of them you're probably not going to be able to do. But that's when you're going to have to, you're going to, have to ask for some help. All that good stuff. Mm -hmm. But you cannot do it all at one time. And yeah. that's what the overwhelm, that's where that stage of overwhelming comes. Perhaps he's aging, his aging parents and needing more of his more of this time, more of his time and energy. Perhaps his oldest daughter has moved back, bringing with her grandkids, but no husband. So it's a lot of different things. So now you get to that point to where I got it. I'm going to move forward. And then baby girl need to come home. Things ain't been working out. She need to come back home, need to work on some stuff. So now it's like you... <laughs> You turn you you reliving life again. So you going back to this whole entire thing again. Now you got kids, mm -hmm. your grandkids, and now you home. You babysitting. So we don't we don't say we babysit our grandkids. We literally say we get our grandkids and spend time with them when we want to. That's what we do. Yeah. We got enough kids that everybody can babysit their kids and that's what they need to do, and that's what they do. But you know, we get our grandkids when we want to get them. And we spend time with them and we enjoy them and we make plans and everything. But the overwhelming part, especially, so think of this. So let's say you start working a plan and everything begins to move right. And then your daughter or your son or whatever needs to move back because they, they failed, they failed, and they need to get back on their feet. That can be something that'll take you back because of the, the take you back to old stuff because of how everything is going. So then you get to a point where you be like, okay, I'm not, I can't do it because I'm on a roll. I got my life back together. It's lined up. So I'm moving mm -hmm. forward. So I can't, I can't do it. So what, how do you, how do you make a decision on that? What do you do with that? Yeah. So the next one is doubting. What you doing, baby? Listening to you. You focus? I am. Okay. The, <laughs> the next one is doubting, which is self-explanatory um is saying it feels like from his bleak vantage point from his perspective is what it's saying he feels pretty much like god has forgotten about him so like god has about abandoned him um the life he because the life he i guess imagined is not looking like an abundant life as he thought that it would be so let that me ask you expected this he would be enjoying it so let me ask you this anybody who's saying that Mm -hmm. how and I mean this is just a real question mm -hmm. how if where you at now 
is not what you dream or whatever the case is, mm. that it becomes God's fault. Well, sometimes, you know, we're willing to blame anybody else. Yeah, but <laughs> look at this. Throughout your entire life, yeah. how many times did you discuss your future, your purpose, your identity with God? Or even ask him about it. I even talked to him. But then yeah. at the end, all it's of a sudden, fault. it's his fault. Your entire that, life, that, every decision you've made, mm -hmm. everything that happened to you, it becomes his fault. I don't even think that's fair. I would, I would say everything that happened to me to get me to this place right here, the reason that I'm here is because, is because God was there. It wasn't because he wasn't. It was because he was. Yeah. Because it could have been so much worse. Yeah. So that's the part you have to think about. His grace and his mercy got you to a place. So it's not you're not where you at. You not you didn't get where you wanted to go at your big dream because God just forgot about you. Mm -hmm. It's it's just the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. He never went nowhere. He he was protecting you. Yeah, he was there the whole time. The the next thing that it goes into and we're guys we're talking about the feelings. That yeah. a, man, a man may have um, in this stage of uh, midlife struggles, as they call it. Yeah. Um, he begins to feel like he's not receiving the re rewards and recognition. That he deserves. Feeling resented. Huh? Um, and then that's the part where he feels like he's stuck in a marriage that seems to offer more frustration than fulfillment. But notice, I think, in this part, it's really saying, like, He's the the husband is the one that's finding all the fault now. Yeah, everything there's he has an issue with. Yeah, from the the way the dryer was closed to the you know that's to, that's the, be careful, huh? Be careful that was real close to home. Be careful. <laughs> to the way the shower door was closed. Listen, be careful. To the way you slammed the toilet didn't mean to slam the toilet seat down. Every I'm time, no. Every time, I'm no. just playing. Don't do Every it. If time. I cut your vein, I'm going to cut your vein. Um, and so it's just saying, you know, like the, the little stuff, he starts to find frustration in it. Yeah. Um, his He don't want his peas on that side of the, of the chicken. He wanted on over there by the rice. It's a lot of, You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's saying when you're in this, this state of mind and having all these emotions and feelings going on, um, a wife being in that situation, um, you know, you can you can sometimes be like, well, you know, what what's really going on with him? But all these things could be going on pretty much simultaneously. Yeah. Um. It says he'll likely have in this state of mind, your your spouse will likely have an exaggerated view of the weaknesses in his relationship with his wife, tending to forget the good times that you have the whole other our whole life twenty five years together. Um. But remembering the times of friction. Yeah. And so um, this is why this next part they give us is talking about how we as wives can help. Yeah. And I think this will help a lot of people. Like I said, I I told Johnny when we first talked about doing this, I said, well, I feel like you had a midlife, you had a beginning life crisis too. Beginning, mid, beginning. There was a lot going on. You know, middle. There was a lot going on. Yeah. Um, but this is, you know, the, the, the information that they're giving for the wives out there who can, so you can offer some help to your man. Yeah. Okay. And so one is saying, give, be heavy on the encouragement to your man, be heavy. And I'm, I'm a believer of this, even though I don't feel like he's going 
through a midlife crisis or anything or a midlife struggle, um, at this point, I believe that, you know, you are walking in purpose and you know that. So I believe that you're in a good headspace. Yeah. Um, because, you know, Johnny used to always ask me, babe, what you thinking right now? How you feel about life? Yeah. And so we, we, we take, we're intentional about what we talk about, what, you know, asking each other about, you know, how's your mental. And so, but um, we're going to give y'all some, some information on how wives can help. So wives, first you have to be alert and aware to the fact that something is going on with your man. Um, and, and that he's entering this, you know, phase called midlife uh, struggle or midlife adjustment. You know, they put another spin on it. Um, it says you'll be well positioned to help him get through this time and also help because what is what you would be. Some would be surprised to know and realize is that it's not always the woman that needs that extra encouragement. Yeah. Your man need encouragement too. And so, like I said, on a daily, I try to, you know, as I'm thinking about stuff that I have to do and stuff, maybe stuff that I'm going through, I always try to remember and I always try to remind myself to say something that encourages you. Yeah. Whether it's before you go to work, because I know it's a lot of stuff, you know, sometimes, you know, you can barely get dressed, you know, and stuff is popping off. Yeah. So I know. You know, those mornings, you know, you kind of, you know, you, you're you kind of all over the place a little bit before you even step out of the door. Right. And so that's why, like I said, I try to make it a point to um, pray over you or whether it's out loud or just when I hug you. Yeah. You know, goodbye for the day or whatever. You need to um, go get that? No, that was an alarm that I had set. Um, all right. What's, what's going on with that? Oh, oh, she got it out for me. Okay, I'm uh-huh. just checking. We don't um, want it burnt up. Right. And so, again, put on an extra heap of encouragement. Encourage him. Um, show him show him that you are his biggest supporter, that whatever it is that he's going through, he can get through it. Um, you know, now is not the time. Well, never is not the time to put your husband down. Power to words. Put your, right, your spouse down. Recognize what your words are. Even when he not... When he's not your favorite person or you might not be liking him at the moment or you've been struggling and stressing and and with things on your own, always be mindful of what you say. Yeah. And so um, think about, you know, um, there are things that you may haven't said aloud yet. You know, try to make an extra effort to say those things, to, 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 to pour on the encouragement, to pour on the fact that how good of a person he is and how great of a heart he has or how well he does with the children or, you know, how much you appreciate him just as a man. Yeah. Just as being your man, you know, just as being your person. So, you know, my, my thing is what can I do? Especially if I've, if I've seen, um, and like I said, this doesn't just need to be done at a time where your man may be struggling, you know, or going through a midlife struggle this should be on a regular basis. I know I try to do it um, where I try to make sure that, um, you know, encouraging you when I tell you, you know, you look nice. I, I don't just say that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just to be saying it. I say it because I when I look at you, I'm like, ooh, 
Thank you, Lord. You mm-hmm. look real nice. Thank you for the blessing, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That- she done said it so much, now I believe it. And I do mean it when I say it. I know you do. Yeah. And so, you know, I I think about from when you were 14 years old, when I first met you, and I'd be like, you had a big old head, and you had a big nose. It was big a little bit. and But you grew into, your, that into what she yourself. Saying. You grew into yourself real nice. So I was just reading uh-huh. through the, 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 the rest of this. And yeah. Do you know what this reminds me of? What? That chapter in my book. Which one? The power of words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because exactly all of it, it is, is basically saying the same thing. Yeah. Keep a spirit of optimism about your future together. Show your continued confidence in the Lord, even if your husband's faith seemed to be growing shaky. I know there were times when, um, and of course he's done this for me, but we're focusing on on men's struggles. Yeah. So, but there were times when, especially y'all, this was a time, and I think this may have been a part of one, and you can just tell me if I'm wrong, but. You know, Johnny has a few more classes to go to get through to get his yeah. um his bachelor's degree in psychology, y'all. And uh, several years ago, when he got to his, we were you know it a a a side a curveball was thrown out of the blue that he had reached his aggregate limit, and all this stuff was coming at him. Um, and this was the one thing that he was extremely proud about because he was doing you were doing real good. And in in, in your classes and you was learning stuff and you was coming home and you was teaching me. So here I am. We was going to have really have two degrees, y'all, because he was teaching me everything he he learned. And when that happened and he actually couldn't go, you know, right then when this initially happened, you were you. I I full fledged believe you were depressed. I was. And I didn't know how to get him out of that job. But I. You know, and this is the first time we're reading this stuff, but this particular article, but I tried to pour on the the compliments and pour on the, you are this and this who God says you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you're a great, you're a great person. You're a great husband. You're a great father. You will complete this. You know, you're, yeah. you're you will complete this. And this is just a, uh, um, you know, it's just, a, it's something that's going to be, you know, that sidetracking you for a minute. It's a pause, but it's not a stop. Yeah. And um and I think you tried to take in that, but at one point I know you were like you you were just in a funk because you told me this was something else that happened and you were like you you say I was trying to sabotage you. You remember that? I don't. I, I probably said it out of anger. <laughs> you I was, did. I was saying but it out you of weren't anger. angry. You you weren't you weren't hollering, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, we were having a conversation about something happened that I think I asked you not to, you know, do it, and but and, and you did it, and I was just trying to tell you how that made me feel, and you were like, this was the whole time when all that was going on with school, yeah. and you was like, you you trying to sabotage me, and I'm looking like you like, Joker. I wanted to. No, it was more Joker. Oh, Joker. Yeah, because you were slick. I wanted to say you. I'm trying to sabotage you, Joker. Joker. I've been here and I'm still here. We raising our kids. They were they was uh, grown by then, but y'all get what I'm saying. Like I'm the last person that you need to be talking about trying to sabotage yeah. you. But when when and that's the part when when they're talking about like when when you got all these emotions going on in you, and I'm always just being here to try to be a helper, a helpmate, help yeah. you know to you. 
because I wanted you to be better and you for you to be okay. But again, this is giving encouraging information on what you can do to help him under to help your husband. It's the same that I did. Y'all know what I did when he said that? I actually left out of the apartment and I went driving. I just took a drive. Yeah. Cause I was gonna kill you. <laughs> no, you wasn't. I, t- I wasn't gonna kill him, y'all. But I felt like, how dare you say that I that I ever tried and to sabotage you? I know that you. was out of emotion. I know it was. I don't even remember. I know you that. know. You was laying across the bed, and I was sitting on the end of the bed. But I just trying to at talk that time. So it's like at that time you were saying you was trying to be so nice and. You was being so encouraging. Yeah. And you was being, and it wasn't matching what I was feeling. And I, I was feeling some kind of way. And I'm just like, man, just just stop. Just stop. You ever you ever <laughs> been hurt and pain and just wanted to sit in right. that? And, I and was somebody didn't want you let let you sit in it. And I, I don't know, but this is the thing. I don't understand why us as people, us, y'all too, y'all, us as people gravitate and hold on to pain and bad stuff and negative stuff. But when you get to a place of happiness and moving forward and success and encourage, when you get there, you don't gravitate to that. It's like you do a little bit, get to a place you celebrate and then it just kind of go away. So it's like, it's a, it's a continuous thing. But if boy, if something bad happened, you want to sit in that thing for a minute, yeah. boy. You want to feel what you feel. You want to cuss a little bit. You want to make yourself feel better by drinking or whatever. And I'm telling you, my wife, the the power of words is the reason that chapter is in my book. Because yeah. things could have been so much different from decisions we have both made that if we didn't say something encouraging to each other, this could have been our relationship could have been so much worse. Different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been. It could have been bad, man. Because you know, I was in some. I was in some low places because I was working hard at a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it just didn't seem like it was working like nothing, out. So yeah, like nothing was panning out. Yeah, Deidre was working yeah. hard at a lot of stuff, and she was trying to figure out who she was, and you know, she was trying stuff, and it just nothing was working. So, but I knew what it. It's like I knew what it was for her. But I didn't know what it was for me. It was yeah. the exact same thing, though. Yeah, she was looking for purpose, her identity, what it was. I'm gonna do something, and I'm gonna, it's gonna be, and I'm gonna be like, ha, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. But she never got there, and me the same thing. I would get into something, and I felt because I wasn't emotionally driven. I was a, I'm organizing structure, so I put stuff together, put pieces. Okay, this is what we doing. We gonna do this, do this, do this, and then we get someplace, and then something. Life happens. Now I can't finish. So that's even worse. That's even a worse feeling than not knowing than to try to do something and you know, but then you just don't finish. But that's the part where I had to say to myself that because of who God made me and because of what I've read that God created me to be, that was just the logistics of what I needed to do to get the paper to satisfy people. But who I was was who I was on this earth. And God already ordained me and gave me power to do it. So that's why I walk. That's why we walk as a couple in what we walk in. Not saying that we don't have the papers, not saying that we don't have it, but we walk in what we walk in confidently. Yeah. And we help people and people get healed and people. So we we get who we are. 
And I think that was the most important thing God was trying to do is to get us to that place. So men who let's let's finish this. Okay. <laughs> and so to 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 put on top of what we've already given you, um again, all this has to do with the power of words. Sprinkle your blessing on his dreams. You know, tell him, you know, tell him who he is. If there's things that he wants to go after, um, you know, what whatever didn't work, okay, let's try this or let's try that. Again, the power of words. Tell him wh- what he is, build him up and 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 not what he is not. And let him try it. Yeah. Even if it takes a little bit, encourage. Work the pieces and encourage. Yeah. Regardless of what it is. Yeah. Let him try it. Let him figure it out. He'll figure it out. Yeah. But don't crush him. We ain't got the money for that. You don't need to do that. You need to stay doing this job. You don't need to do all the extra stuff. Let him figure it out. Yeah. And you said this earlier about seeking wise counsel. It says allow him, to, him time. He needs to build friendships with other men. Yeah. Um. It says encourage him to bring a few godly older men whom he respects into his inner circle. You know, wise counsel is always good. You know, as as Johnny says with with the the, the few close friends that he has, iron sharpens sharpens iron. And so, um, you know, you get around other men who are who Christ like minded. Uh, men who can sharpen you, especially when you're going through those times where you are, are uncertain or unsure of who you are and what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. And you, you know, don't feel accomplished and you don't feel successful and you don't feel all these things that can pour back into you and tell you what God says about you. And so that's as a wife, again, these are things that we can do. Um, and then it also talks about make it clear. He's just as sexually appealing to you as ever. Let me tell y'all something. I get that from Johnny and I do the same thing for him because when we were 14 and as he talks about very much uh, in the podcast that he, you know, fell in lust with me at first when he saw me because I had a little waist and a big booty behind uh, Derriere. And so, as you can tell, his sister friend has put on some pounds. Uh, <laughs> but you, but and you, you have babies. as well. And so, uh, and I have birthed no babies. <laughs> That's the and difference. so we we do encourage. I, I do, you know, still find him very sexually appealing, and as well as he does me. And so, and we make no apologies for it because that's my, that's my person and I'm his person forever and ever until death do us part. And so, um, it's just, you know, saying, uh, put effort into your appearance, letting him know you got that new hairstyle or new lingerie just for him. This is my part that I like because the look of it is everything. Okay. Um, initiating a discussion, initiate a discussion, um, about changing different things or whatever. Let your husband know that you expect to take changes in your, um, relationship, sexual relationship, you know, talk about different things that maybe y'all can change up to make it, you know, things exciting for him, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because things do can get monotonous over the years, especially when you're a couple that have been married for a long time. Yeah. So even that part plays plays a part into him feeling loved and wanted and appreciated and, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, it reminds me of a conversation uh, that I 
had with some coworkers, and you know, one of them was like, you know, I'm just going. We were talking about just we were talking about actually about clothes and you know buying clothes and mm. stuff or whatever. And then you know, once so one of them was like, um, you know, I just you know I just put on sweat sweatpants when I'm home, you know, in a t shirt or whatever, and you know I'm good. And you know, my husband said, well, when you go out, you dress up to go out to work. But you just throw on sweats or in a t-shirt yeah. when you home. If he say that, then... and she was like, "But I throw on sweats in a t-shirt, so he won't bother me because I get pregnant again." And so I was laughing, and I said, "No, no." She said, "And it's not like I can walk around the house in lingerie." And I was like, "And you and and can." And so she was like, "What?" I said, "They have the nice little uh, sh- uh, sets, the yep. short sets." The little set, the little boy short sets with the tank top to go with them. I saw if you, I said, I, <laughs> you about to make me stumble. Or you could wear the little, um, the, I yes. said they have the little silk uh, sets with the silk tank with the, you know, you could get pants <laughs> or you could get the little shorts. Or you shorts get a little cu- shorty shorts. The shorts are cuter. Yes, um, they are. And I said, and you can put this. So she was looking at me like I was speaking a foreign language. I said, or oh, if he like you and your t-shirt and your panties on. It's just you and him and your, and your kids on. Or if he like you when them babies go to sleep to just walk around well, with yeah, your bedroom and, shoes and, on. And, and that's your prerogative. But what I was trying to show her is, boo, just because you got kids, you can still look cute. You ain't got to have on sweats. I mean, now, of course... It's a time where you can put them on, but if he made the comment that, you know, you get dressed up to go out of the house, but you ain't dressing up, you know, in the house. And I take that that he meant you ain't dressing up for me in the house. You just getting dressed to go out to the office. Well, baby, you know, fret no longer. Because you know... So I'm I supposed ain't to, got I'm, that problem. I'm supposed to get some stuff for her and, and show in some some websites mm-hmm. to show her the nice, you know, little cute night sets. Yeah, because I ain't got that problem. She, Lounging sets. They make cute not, stuff. When she do put on sweats and a t-shirt, a little tank top, it, it's because I asked her. This, okay, this is this this is not night night. I'm doing my boy because he... Cause he asked. <laughs> I can't stand y'all. I need y'all to get y'all life together. Oh, um, all right. So the end of this, what yeah. we gonna do? All right. It says there's no denying that midlife can be a difficult season for mm-hmm. some couples. Try to remember that it's just that a, a season. season. Yeah. Just like you've had everything else in your life, it's a season. Yeah. You can't get out of it. Keeping this perspective will help you not become overwhelmed while you are in the midst of it. Slowly, men adjust to this new phase, Mm -hmm. the start of a second half of your life. They discover that the inner emotional storm is a batting. What's a batting, baby? Keep on finishing you the rest of it. I look yes. at it. Mm-hmm. If you be using the word, the mm-hmm. storm is a batting, and that they and their spouse still have much to look forward to. I think it may, may just mean that it's just temporary. The storm is a brewing. Yeah, emotional storm is so of something perceived as hostile, threatening, or negative become less intense. Brewing. Or, yeah, so that to the become smaller. Is or less intense, a storm, lessen or reduce. A storm yeah. comes, but it always leaves. Yeah. It does leave damage sometimes, but it can always be repaired. Yeah. So, men, I'm going to say this. Who told you it was too late? 
Just who told you that? Yeah. These are thoughts that we have in our mind that nobody necessarily put in our mind, but we think of it because we feel these expectations that we have, we haven't reached them, mm-hmm. but you haven't wrote, you haven't written them down. You haven't done anything in the blueprint to help you get to that. Now, some of us have, but others who have it, it's not too late. You think I'm not going to get my degree? Please and believe, and trust me. Is. Trust me, as y'all continue to go on this journey, y'all going to be talking to Dr. My Johnny Morley Jr. You better speak it into existence. That dude. Amen. Amen. You like that? Amen. You can call me doctor tonight. I sure am. <laughs> and you can put that white robe on that you married Janisha and them in. Uh, <laughs> a couple few weeks ago. I can't do that, man. You, you can. It's sitting up there. We ain't put it in the cleaners yet. It's sitting up there in the bag on the door. Hang up on the door. That what you want me to put on? <laughs> <laughs> Girlfriends, right, let me y'all. tell y'all something. All right, so all Ooh. my men, I want y'all to be encouraged, man. Amen. And I want you to use the time. If 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 it's that important, if it's on your mind, if you feel like you've missed a step or you have not achieved some of the things that you want to, have a sit down. Those who are married with their wife, a cup of coffee, glass of wine. And y'all write the stuff down. Wives, yeah. help them write the stuff down. Help support him. them. Cover them in it. And y'all move forward. Stop yeah. wasting time blaming and saying it ain't. Don't do not do that. That's well, a distraction. Why, right. Why you going through this? You need to get it together. Yeah. yeah. That's a distraction. So just move forward. Because I'm, I'm telling you, my wife will tell you, there is blessing and grace in helping your man go after his dream. I'm just saying, doors will open up for you. Amen. So honor honor what God, what he has put in place. If you're married, support your man in this time. Support him. Help him, whatever he got to do. Men, allow your wife to help him. It ain't her fault that you where you at. It, it, it might not necessarily be your fault, but put all that behind and now is the time. Think of now. Just think of now. Start now. Plan it now. Move forward now. Who told you it was too late? Who told you that? So I encourage you, go after it. Whatever it is. Pilot license, go after it. Captain of a boat, go after it. Motorcycle, go, well, talk it over with your wife first. Just don't go get one. Cause you know that's the stereotype when men go through stuff. They go get fast cars, mm-hmm. motorcycles, and young girls. Don't don't do that part. That that ain't that ain't gonna last. That's gonna be more mm-hmm. destructive. But I will tell you, find the find the the identity and the purpose of what God created you to do, and whatever that is, is probably connected to helping somebody, supporting somebody, mm-hmm. encouraging somebody, helping them build themselves. Whatever it is. But find that thing and go after it. And on that note, we out. This has been Pillow Talk, Moments with the Mobleys. I am that dude, Johnny Mobley doing. And I'm still his wife, Deidre Mobley. And we something like an ordinary couple. With extraordinary purpose. We going to go now, y'all, because my wife over here trying to look at videos while we on the air. 
Nope, I'm not. So I was trying. I was thinking of a song, but I couldn't. I couldn't put it together. So I looked that thing, but I know I know. Oh. Oh. All right, y'all. We out. Peace. <laughs>